Welcome to the Project 21 podcast. As with podcast number one, I'm Matt Conant. And I'm Stephanie Juhas. And today we have a very special guest, um, Ms. Jenny Powell, um, the uh, multi-Emmy Award winning producer of the Lizzie Bennett Diaries and the New Adventures of Peter and Wendy. Hello. Welcome, Jenny. Thanks. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. Yeah, we're excited to have you. We're excited <laughs> to have you as well involved in Project 21 this year. Yes, Jenny is on our board of directors of Project 21, and um, today's podcast is going to focus on pre-production, um, especially, this is especially valuable for those of you who are participating in our 21-day competition, because you are in pre-production time as of this podcast, and Jenny's going to talk about um, what you can do with this time to really make the most of those 21 days. How can you prepare for that? Because yes, I've known we... Jenny a long time. She's a really good player. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jenny is a good planner, uh, excellent producer, and also um, you teach on this quite a lot. So Yes, I, I, I do. I teach at the New York Film Academy, mm-hmm. which this is, if we mentioned this is where we're recording the podcast. I don't podcast. know if we have, but we, hey everyone, we're at the New York Film Academy yeah. recording these podcasts. In sunny California. Yes, yes. yes. So, um, yes, and thank you to New York Film Academy Yay. for lending the space. And Burbank Studios, yes. And Burbank Studios. Cool. Um, but yes, yeah, so you are uh, an educator here. You teach various subjects, including yeah. I uh, my my specialty areas. I teach. Uh, we have a transmedia program here at the school, which is really amazing because uh, it's a hands-on program. So it's the one that I teach is in the screenwriting department, where they develop a franchise from start to finish. And during that process, they produce a web series of a pilot. They create a board-tested game. They create the outline for a first issue of a comic or a graphic novel. So I don't know of many schools that they come in and they get all of that in, like, one program. So it's pretty. And then how much time do they generally have to produce that content? For the web series pilot, they have one semester. Okay. Um, and then the whole course is two semesters. Yeah. So they're putting that's... that all together <laughs> in two semesters. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's great. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely have taken that course had it been <laughs> offered where I was. So, um, and what do you find, like, what draws people to, because we talked a little about transmedia mm-hmm. and immersive projects um, mm-hmm. in the last podcast, but we didn't really get into the specifics of it. I know it's one of your specialties. So explain maybe a little bit about what it is, what it means for maybe someone that's never done a transmedia project before. Sure. The academic, like, definition of transmedia as told by the Producers Guild of America, because the Producers Guild actually added an official credit, which is the transmedia producer. It's the first credit they added in, like, 50 years or something because the producing credits were so established for so long, and then this new format came out, and they're like, what do we do with it? And it's like, well, it's its own thing. It needs its own credit. Um, so those of us who are working in it in that space really fought to get this credit added. And their definition is it is a story told across at least three different platforms. So what that would mean is, you know, you could have a web series, but then inside the web series, there's a character that's not really focused on in the web series, but there's a comic that explores their story in a deeper manner. And then there's a video game that you get to play as one of the people in the web series. So 
Right. I'm as thinking, long as you have those three core ones, it can actually be as many platforms as you want. I'm thinking about does a show like Lost fall in this category? Oh yeah, where definitely. Where you have like the website of the plane mm-hmm. crash, and then you have the band has a thing, and then there's games. Online. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely a, a big element of it. And the Lizzie Bennet Diaries specifically was um, all the characters had social media platforms, and. We actually counted every platform wow. as a, pla- you know, like, so Facebook, Twitter. I think at the end of the day, we counted, we used over, like, 40 different platforms. Because wow. we were using, like, OkCupid, okay like, oh my gosh. LinkedIn, like, <sighs> yeah, but yeah. That, and that was more about building out the world of the characters so that they felt real and that you could interact with them. And hmm. that's actually the Emmy Award that we won for the Lizzie Bennet Diaries was specifically for the interactive elements. That's great. So that's what so, they're looking for. So uh, uh, that's awesome. I mm-hmm. think so. If I were looking to participate in Project Twenty One this yes. year, and I was thinking of doing an immersive project, but somehow it needs to be submitted via FilmFreeway.com as a project. How? It's like an interesting thought, right? Huh. Like yeah. we're we're working on this now, and um, to me, someone could submit. Like people think of this seven minutes as like that's going to be their complete film, right? Right, but. Um, I think we mentioned earlier, it could be a trailer for a larger project. Sure. It could be an episode of a web series. Um, to me, it could be like you're running an immersive show mm-hmm. right now, for example. Um, give up the ghost. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And to me, you could even do something like that, where if you have a theatrical performance, like filming it from a character's perspective or something, guiding someone through that world, maybe like 360 video of sure. it or something could be submitted as a really interesting experience for the viewer. And then you just add the element and that's the new... You know, that's the new form of that content. Like, right. like this year, we're not as strict of like, oh, you know, like what exists, but I had this idea before and whatnot. We want you to make the project you've been sure. meaning to make mm-hmm. or enhance something that already exists by creating something new as a part of this challenge, right? That is a really interesting concept because the show will be running during the course of Project One Twenty One, you're like now I'm participating. Yeah, now I'm like, wait a minute, you've given me such an because the concept of it is, it's there's this church in Whittier, California this that is we give got. Up the ghost, this right? is give up the ghost. Okay. Yeah, so we got access to this church in Whittier, this 95 year old church that at the end of the year they're converting into um, veterans housing, mm-hmm. and in that meantime they're like, we want people to use the space like artists come use the space and so we had this access and so we literally built the play around the resource that we had available to us which was this church so we have rooms we haven't used yet so we could very easily add (laughs) based on the element add a new scene within the experience that is the project 21 room i guess yeah yeah i mean it's it's i think even if it's not a thing like we're obviously you're you're on the board and it's not a thing where like if you were participating exactly that no but it's hypothetical example right yeah i'm thinking of it as an example of a thing that uh our 
our community may not be thinking of all the resources they have available exactly. to them. And this is really about thinking outside the box that way. Absolutely. Of like how could, what resources do you have? What resources can you find? What maybe can you use in a different way than you're expecting exactly like this church? Like if, if there may be filmmakers out there that are like, I have this church, or I have this community center, yep. I have something. And this would make a really interesting spot to film a, a thriller or a sci-fi project or whatever it is, or a yeah. comedy. Like, um, we certainly, we've made a web series in the past that was just like, we have this art center and like we can set it as, as sort of a school and this is the art teacher's room and the music teacher's room and this, when we need those locations, that's what's here because that's mm -hmm. just easy to use. So Right. We, when we were actually doing our web series, it's funny, uh, <laughs> we tried to kickstart it the, the first time we've ever done a web series project and oh boy, Matt and I failed at this oh, kickstarter yeah. oh. and it's but the <laughs> it's reason not easy. It, it <laughs> it's is not, not easy yeah a lot of people look at um crowdfunding platforms as these like you know free wallets free to get money free money and it's it's not especially oh, no. it's a full-time job oh yes it is and because you know we're running this this nonprofit and you know making our independent films everyone we know really is like a content creator so it started to feel like we were passing around the same 20 bucks mm -hmm. um and that's is this is not you know against any crowdfunding platforms the irony that matt and i have worked on this failing web series one and then um we worked in development for the a mystery science theater reboot which like broke the kickstarter world right. record the yes. fact that we worked on both is not well, lost in, on me right? until critical yeah, role and oh then... yeah oh That's yeah right. well it, it was it was it was the record it holding was for a couple while, of years for yeah. a couple yeah. years and then yeah. he has passed the belt so it's not against crowdfunding but the the concept basically was is okay we don't have money what other resources yeah. do we yeah. have, right? Mm -hmm. So it um, fueled the writing. So rather than doing a traditional um, web series where it's like we wrote all the scripts and did a casting call to find the perfect people and then, it, you know, wrote in, oh, the Taj Mahal and this and that. Like, no, we couldn't afford that, right? So we said, okay, we have this free basement. Mm -hmm. We have this free office. We have this art center. And then we called in actors and we asked them, so what's a role you've always wanted to play just for giggles and they named like a couple things like uh, one of our actresses said I've always wanted to run in high heels I'm like really good at that and <laughs> another guy's like I just want to be like a like a sassy lady like I just want to play like my aunt my you know sassy aunt, yes. yeah my sassy aunt and like <laughs> all right and we wrote the roles for them and I got to tell you, any actor who we wrote the roles for, none of them, you know, didn't show up on this. Yeah. Everybody yeah. was on they time. Invested. and oh, yeah, They were exactly. so invested, yeah. right? And well, it was so organic. Yeah. Yeah. And you said you've had experience with things like uh, film production on a very short time frame. Yeah, right? totally. Um, I used to do uh, 24 hour Ooh. film fests. Wow. I know. <laughs> so fancy. Uh, it was just like a, me and a group of filmmaking friends and we were like, we could do better than 48 hours. Let's do a Even 24 shorter. hour. And it's we'll call it May Day and we'll do it on May 1st. And wow. it was nutso. But um, I, I'm not an in front of camera person, and I'm, I'm I am a writer. Like I, now, I am a writer, but at the time, I was like strictly focused on production. So, I would just kind of like what you were saying, Steph. Reach out to my actor friends and be like, "Hey, we don't have a script yet. We're not gonna have it till like the day of. But can you give me some ideas on like your special skills and things that we can highlight? And then also reaching out to my friends to see like what weird stuff do you have? Yeah. Yeah. And there was one year where I had a friend who had a boat 
And so we became oh obsessed gosh. with like, we have to use this boat, this boat. Oh my God. <laughs> so then when we got the element, we're like, great, we can work the boat into this. And like all of our uh, energy was like this boat. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Right. And then the day of, or like after the writing process and it was the day of, of shooting, I was like, okay, ready to use your boat. And he goes, oh, you can't have the boat today. And I was like, but we literally, but, this is the but, only day but, we but, need the boat. But, but. And then I'm like. Uh, dude, you like promised the boat, and then I was like, "Great, fine, I'll find another boat." And like, oh it was never an option to not, not use have boat. the boat. Right, that was. The I main was like, point. "They want the boat, I'll get the boat." And eventually, the original guy was like, "Dude, I can't screw you," because I kind of put on the little like, right, right. "Well, okay, I understand, but," <laughs> and he came through and got amazing shots on the boat by the way it really did i know we dumped a body into the water so like our dp like put a gopro onto a attached it to a what is this movie called it's called live with it it actually won nice the the festival okay this was actually a 48 hour festival not a 24 okay okay and it like won the whole thing and we were like Awesome, the boat. I mean, there was, <laughs> was more than the just boat. the boat. But yeah, yeah, but the boat the helped. The boat, like that shot was just like, everybody in the audience was like, ooh, ooh when you saw the yeah, shot. Because yeah. they're like, how'd they do that? Did they get an underwater cam? And I was like, no, it was a GoPro attached to the trash bag. But that's fine. It's that funny. we weighted yeah. down with rocks. No, this technology, like as new pieces of technology come out, the GoPro was one, mm-hmm. drones are one, yeah. where suddenly it just changes the whole game. And totally. these films can be made for so much cheaper, like so much more affordably easier um, with these resources. I think the first year that GoPros existed, one of our teams was smart enough to be like, that's going to get us cinematography mm-hmm. this year. And they just attached it to the outside of their car door. And they're like, this is how we're driving into the parking lot for this scene. And everyone's like, whoa, how'd they do that? It's so, amazing. Yeah. And, it's like adding your own like secret elements right so we have like our super vague one that we do um but then you know yeah jenny added boat to her secret (laughs) element um well but you also made a point um the other day about uh healthy filmmaking right because there is a thing with the with uh very very short-term contests that we're trying to work around in in that we want people to have a deadline and have motivation to get this done but we want to open it up to people who are doing something um like an animation like an immersive project without that they aren't able to sleep during that period exactly like i think that was one of the big things the last time i did a 48 hour film was probably 10 years ago and i'm just not in the same creative place anymore and i'm like i just want to enjoy the process so when you guys were talking to me about project 21 and i had done a web series film festival called celebrate the web Mm. where you had a week to develop a pilot yeah. Which included shooting that pilot and editing that pilot, but then also developing some additional materials to go with it. But giving them a full week as opposed to like, go, 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 rush, rush, rush. Right. If people get a job one day, if the boat isn't available right. one day, it exactly. doesn't ruin everything. You've got a little bit of flexibility yeah. there. If I had more time to find that boat, <laughs> if we had lost it. <laughs> right. But here's the thing is that even even three weeks, it's not a lot of time no, no. to make a seven-minute project. And i, I got to tell you, every single year, every year, there's somebody who's just like, oh, I'm like a minute late or like I didn't get it in. And like the, the like uh, when we were doing it uh, live before, like the cloud existed, somebody tried to hand me their laptop. I'm like, please, this is yeah, not yeah, a with like a render bar going across. Like, yeah. It. yeah. I want your, I mean, I'll take this laptop, but like um, so. Uh, so this year for the uh, 2019, um, you actually have 
slightly more than 21 days. You have 21 days plus a couple hours, right? Because Film Freeway closes that window for you to upload that film um, at like 11.59 Pacific time, right? So So we'll be announcing the element, I believe, at 4 p.m. on October Mm -hmm. 20th Pacific time, 4 p.m. But that gives you an extra eight hours, basically. Shoot. uh, But still, shoot to get your film done in 21 days. And then there is the time that you have to make your film freeway. Yeah. yeah. Organize your data. Make sure you've got all your forms and all of that stuff. So that's... um, so that's back to, you know, uh, Jenny's description of what is transmedia. Um, uh, my opinion of how to do this on Film Freeway is you submit your, you know, short project. That's one part of it. But you have um, all of this room on your project profile to mm-hmm. link to um, any Facebook thing you've made. Yeah, additional or, assets. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, one of our filmmakers actually wrote a book. Um, so that was our during the twenty during the twenty one days. Oh, okay. So he started it, I believe. It was for high. Yeah, I think when we when we last ran the twenty one day competition, we didn't even realize like the winning film was just an excellent short film, um, called Hive, and it involved this universal network that everyone's plugged into and it gives you these readouts and and things and it you know corrupts and people start falling off the grid and and eventually it kills everyone or something but it's like it was a cool story and we didn't realize at the time it just worked as a great short film um and we didn't realize it was a part of a larger immersive project and so they started that sort of was the core concept and then Mm -hmm. they built a book and then they built other stuff and the resources and the and the promotion and the marketing of it sort of expanded from there right um to cover this whole franchise and yeah you hit on a key point was that it had a very a a world Mm -hmm. like the way you described it to me i was like yeah that totally makes sense that became transmedia because it's a type of world that had like and it's a misnomer yeah. to say that sci-fi and fantasy are the only things you can do transmedia because that's not true. No, like, but sometimes it's... people do. They like, well, I'm not into sci-fi and fantasy, so I can't do transmedia. It's like, no, you can have very small contained worlds, but you still have a world that you're playing in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like there's a world in in Thirty Rock, you know. Yeah, like that's exactly. a world people want to exist in, and it's different from our own, and it's a little cartoonish, and it's still mm-hmm. like an interesting space to explore. Right. So. Right, right. And that and that stuff can happen outside of the 21 days. Yes. Yeah. So our, you know, quest for you is to make something, right? Make this video file of whatever, <laughs> um, seven minutes to submit to us by the deadline. But um, one of the awards that we have um, that we started, I think, our very first year, inspired by a filmmaking team who just killed it in terms of their marketing right and they made these incredible posters um they you know yeah, went they had out a trailer and... that they put up online in in advance of the film screening oh, nice just to like hype people up so people showed up to the festival like how do i see that film specifically right. Right. it was really interesting and we were surprised because you know mixed opinions on whether or not a short film needs a trailer <laughs> I think it's a good exercise if you want to do it. Yeah. But I think for us as an organization, this started as um, a marketing award because we feel it's really, really important for content creators to also know how to market themselves. And then as the marketing evolved into story, 
we realized, oh, this is actually transmedia. And that's when, Mm -hmm. you know, the Hive book came out. Um, We have um, some film teams have, like like you said, Jenny, like make social media profiles for their characters um, to keep the story going. So in terms of Project 21, organizationally, we're going to keep an eye on that past the, the 21 days. Yeah, absolutely. Once someone is in the community, they're in the community. So we like to see where everyone goes next, where they take these projects. And we love featuring alumni stories. You know, if like, oh my gosh, like a short film is a proof of concept and becomes like a feature. Like, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Well, so if you um, were talking to your students Mm -hmm. about doing something over the course of three weeks, how would you advise them to plan their time? Like right now we're about three weeks from the start of the competition and then they've got three weeks after that so if you were to your students or even to yourself like what would how would you plan your time because i know you're in production that is one of the things you're excellent at is like scheduling and budgeting and figuring out that Mm -hmm. stuff um what would you say to yeah i think the the biggest thing because again without the element you can only prepare so much yes um but again you can make lists of resources that are available to you and this is not putting you in a box that's like, oh, God, I have to, like, yeah. don't do what what my colleagues did with the boat. <laughs> don't put that on your producer. <laughs> yeah, right. Because, yes, I made the boat materialize, but what if I couldn't have, <laughs> what right? What if you didn't have Jenny Powell? <laughs> Just think about that for a second. Um, but, yeah, the point of having a long list of resources is that, like, if you lose the boat, maybe yeah. you also have a plane, and you're like, I can replace the boat with the plane, no right. problem. Maybe you have a boat with a plane on it. I mean, yeah. if you lose one, it's not such a big deal. <laughs> so you know a supervillain? Is that what right. you're that's, what's ha- that's what I'm trying to reveal here. Right. No. Um, but even within the three weeks, like once you've got your list once of you got your resources. Once you have the element. Yes, once you have the element. Then that's when you have to let go again. Well, then you got to focus down. You made all these prep beforehand. And you've made all these lists Again, don't feel like you have to now shove everything in to what you end up developing. Right. This is when you have yep. to start, what they say, killing their babies. Yes. That's what I always tell my, especially since I work with writers. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of their editing process is like, but I really love that. I was but like, that you joke, gotta... that scene, it needs to stay. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. So just realize, don't get too attached to any of your resources that you've prepped. Right. And then also don't take resources for granted because I think it's uh, easy to be like, yeah, but I've never made a short before and I don't know any actors and I don't know, uh, you know, any musicians. Um, Now is the best time when you register and Mm -hmm. say, I'm committing to making a short in three weeks. Ask everybody, you know, like start with your best friend or your mom or your sibling if you get along with them, <laughs> right? Because you never know um, if, you know, uh, your mom may have taken dance classes and is like a ballerina incognito. Um, your That'd best... be funny if that was a surprise. Like, <laughs> oh, surprise, I've been doing ballet all this time uh, and I this never is... told you, child. This is based on a true story. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is a, well a friend. Then, yeah, I found out my secret ballerina. Yeah, right. my friend's a, mom was oh my a ballerina incognito and never wanted to make her daughter feel like, oh, you robbed me of my dreams or whatever. That because is like, awesome. Because she loves having her kids and stuff. But but you know, uh, she told her. I think I think her daughter like found some pictures and was like, what is the meaning of this mother? Right. So oh. it, look at this as like a 
great conversation. Actually, it's funny, this one year, um, this was a family uh, project. This is different, not the ballerina family. Uh, uh, one of our filmmaking teams came together and just said this would be a fun family project. And none of them had ever made films before. And they told the story of how it united them as a family. And it got featured in the Philadelphia Inquirer, right? That's awesome. And it was yeah. so cute and meaningful and heartfelt. Mm -hmm. So... You know, I know we talked a lot um, on podcast one about how Project 21 could help enhance your career. Some of y'all are not interested in being professional content creators, and that's okay, too. If you think that this is just something that could help you have an outlet, help you rekindle a relationship with like a long lost friend or family member, do it. It's so much fun. It doesn't have to be, you know, Titanic, right? right. You don't need a boat. <laughs> yeah. And it's not supposed to be competitive. It's called a competition, but it is collaborative and it is a community. Yeah. So th that's really what we're trying to emphasize. The only other question I had for yeah. you, Jenny, was um, not because we could talk to you all day because <laughs> there is so much. Uh, but... I think when you're looking at people who are getting into transmedia or into yeah. film in general, like what what really makes a great project for you at the end of the day? Like what what makes it stand out above for a else? transmedia project? Yeah, let's go with transmedia. Uh, I mean, and this is actually true with any project, but yeah. you have to think about what, what is the hook. Like, what is it about your project? You need to sum it up to me in one sentence. Yeah, the logline. Yeah, what's the logline, and is that logline meaty enough? to build out into a world. Yeah. Like, so if someone came to you and didn't have that, like if they, if the logline didn't grab you, what's your recommendation usually? Like how to tweak it, how to make it work? I mean, um, but, I, don't know. It did, it I know that's question. a super hard know, question because if it didn't grab me, is it gonna? I guess it's the question. Because <laughs> yeah. actually when I teach loglines, uh, I reach a point where I'm like, hey, if you've tinkered with your logline for months and months and months and it's not working for you, Maybe that's not the idea for you. Yeah. Maybe it's just not going to flesh out. And that goes back to what you're saying about being flexible, right? Yeah. Don't be like super devote. Be able to kill your babies and be able to move on to yeah. the next idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes it's not even a fully fleshed out logline. Like when when I decided to do Lizzie Bennet Diaries, Hank Green, who created the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, didn't come to me and be like, "Hey, I want to." adapt Pride and Prejudice to a video blog series and da -da -da, he didn't say that. He said, hey Jenny, do you think we can adapt a novel to YouTube? Okay. That's all he said to me. Hmm. And I went, kaboom! Like, right. I'm, I'm doing the brain explosion <laughs> You know, imagine right that gif everybody. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> no one had done that before. Yeah. Now, if you look now, there's tons of adaptations of novels on YouTube. Yeah. But that's because we created that genre. Mm -hmm. you, it, you could create something out of, like, just a thought. Like, yeah. huh, I don't see that in the world. Okay, you make it then. Right. You do it. Yeah. And I think that's kind of your thing, right, Jenny? Because you worked <laughs> on The Guild and uh, Lonely Girl 15 mm -hmm. as well, right? Like, how did that kind of come about? I mean, Lonely Girl 15 really, like, changed the trajectory of my entire life. And I've said this, like, to the creators. Because before Lonely Girl, I was working in reality television. Okay. And I was a supervising producer, which is pretty high up in the food chain. Uh, I love watching reality TV. I hate making it. It's like not. It's it's just storytelling by by numbers. Like, 
right. Get right. good sound clip. Make people look stupid. Neat, neat, don't, don't. It, yeah, yeah. It, you know, like it's not. It's it wasn't creatively and and, yeah. fulfilling at all. And at that time, YouTube was like still very new, mm-hmm. and I had a computer at my desk. So, in between other things, I was watching vloggers because I was really kind of fascinated with what was kind of coming out of that. Like, oh, people talking directly to camera and we're learning about their lives and, oh, jump cuts work now? Like, they're not mistakes anymore? Right. Like, it was very, like, technically, I was like, why does this work? And why am I so intrigued? (laughs) And then a friend showed me Lonely Girl, which, for those who aren't aware, is the first scripted web series. But when it first came out, it was just a girl vlogging. And people were, like, fascinated with her but couldn't really understand why. And then people were like, wait, there's a larger story here. And then people were like, wait, is this even real? real? Is yeah. this real? And the fact that someone was doing that yeah. completely intrigued me. And I went, oh, I got to do that because a, I've never seen it before. Yeah, it had a hook and it was like a sleeper hook almost. You yeah, didn't realize I mean, you were being hooked in. I show yeah. my students the first episode of Lonely Girl like before I talk to them about mm-hmm. it. And they're like, huh? Because it's just a, a girl being like, I don't want to tell you where I live because you might stalk me. <laughs> right. And then they're like, well, she's cute. And what's going on? Right. And then I tell them the story. Right. And they go, whoa, <laughs> wh- where'd you get that from? I was like, you just, you got drawn in. And mm-hmm. that story, it wasn't like in your face. It was a slow yeah. You learned more about her, and you're like, wait, she's in a cult? Like, wait, she's going to be sacrificed for her blood? <laughs> What's happening? Uh, hashtag spoilers. Yes. Hashtag spoilers. 15-year-old so, spoilers. Exactly. I'm like, if you don't know the story behind Lonely Girl by now. Right. Sorry. Yeah. That no, one kidding. person who finds her video blog is like, who's this girl? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, so then how did you get involved with that project? Um, I started making fan videos in the Lonely Girl 15 universe oh, because okay. the creators... Uh, encouraged that because they were like, we, if your videos are really good, we might put you in our show. Which I was like, I don't want to be in your show. I want to make your show. <laughs> right. So I was like, I need to go a different route to make myself stand out. I don't have any interest in being an actor on this show, but I want to stand out because I want them to hire me. I want them to give me a job. Yeah. Uh, so my fan videos were actually parody videos where I created a storyline of Anne Frank video vlogging. Oh, oh no. wow. Yeah, I know. It, people are like, wait, what? I was like, I was close to a line. Yeah, Very yeah. close. Too, sure. too soon, Jen. <laughs> I know. Uh, but I, it was just the whole, like, I could see the parallels between, like, yeah, yeah. what was happening with the character in Lonely Girl and Anne Frank's situation. And I kind of put those two together and went, wow. let's do this. And it was it was different. Huh. Uh and I ended up, actually, I only shot one video just thinking, like, I'm going to throw this out there because right. just trying it out. And the fans were like, make more. And I was like, wait, more? You want, oh, okay. So I continued to do it. I did it for, like, I ended up doing it a full year. I kept doing it even when I did get on the show because the fans liked it so much. Right. And I didn't want to let them down that I kept doing them. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, now I work on the show. So I'm like, shoot, Lonely Jew. It was called Lonely Jew 15. Oh, yeah, wow. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I was very respectful, though. Yeah, sure. So I actually was shooting Lonely Jew 15 episodes at the Lonely Girl locations after I was done working. And I was like, this is all getting too meta and all blending into one. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's interesting. But yeah, after doing my fan videos, one of the creators of Lonely Girl actually did reach out to me. 
and they were like, we've been watching your videos. They're really funny. Um, can I be in it? And I was like, wait, what? That she was, she, it was Amanda Goodfried. And she was like, no, I, I want to be in your videos. Wow. And I was like, you could be in my videos. Right. Because I was like, that's going to get me a job because yeah, I'm going to yeah. make the best fan video ever. And I'm going to impress the crap out of you. And then you're going to offer me a job. Right. Which is what ended up happening. Right. Well, that's another example of like everything we're talking about, of like finding the right yeah. target audience for your stuff, like mm-hmm. putting yourself out there um, and creating an interesting hook. And... Yeah. And being part of a community, you know, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Project 21 community, the Lonely Girl community, yeah. you know, the Guild community, all mm-hmm. of these kinds of things, you know, it's just all it's about creating stuff and talking to each other. Yeah. We will have further podcasts for you, but I think that's it for today's. Um, So I don't know if you have any last thoughts for anyone, Jenny, or... Um, Do it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's like my mantra. Do it. Yeah. Just do it. We've all had those. I'm not Nike. If you put the just in front, then it's Nike. (laughs) That's true. We'll take the just out in post. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the only edit we'll do to this whole thing is removing the word just. Um, but no, I agree. It's I always remember the months where I did something as opposed to yeah. the months where I thought about doing something. So mm-hmm. so do it. I agree. Do I'm it. on board. Do it. Do Project 21. Yes. Do 48. Do 24. Do uh, NaNoWriMo. Do all, all the things. Right. Maybe and not all at once. Yeah, no. probably that would no. make for... Explode your brain, but... That's true. Right, right, right. Psh, the then you would be the gif, yeah. Yeah. Then you... <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks for listening, everyone. Right. This you, is everyone. the Project 21 Podcast. And thank you, Jenny, for being here. Yes, thank you, My Jenny. pleasure.